find some room some space it takes courage for her to come up and, and say, yes, Lord, I need to make that decision. And she may not be the only one. But turn the camera a little bit more this way so they're not to focus on everyone. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord gave me um, a scripture for us also. And uh, I want to share that. Um, before I do that, I do want to encourage you guys again to uh, be faithful. This is the last opportunity as far as the Sunday goes to give if you... Um, came with an offering or desire to, to give in your tithes and offerings to the Lord before the end of the year. And there are envelopes under the chairs. There's a box right there in the wall. And then you can also give online through our uh, church app. The, and it's really easy to find. You just In a search engine, you type in the church app and look for tithe.ly and then just type in Calvary Assembly Alliance and it'll, it'll come up and then you can... Uh, do that. And uh, besides giving on the app, there's about 30 other things you can do, including follow us because there's sermon notes and you can read the Bible on there and, and uh, you can put a prayer request, you can put a blog. There's just so many things you can do and so I encourage you to do that. About, I'd say about 50% of our church or more now are using the app, and I'm really excited about that. Um, we're probably going to go to a cashless society in the next few years, and uh, so this is just kind of a, a way that we can uh, take advantage of that opportunity. So, God gave me Second Peter three eighteen, and I really believe it was a, a word for all of us too, and it really does go along with what's been spoken this morning. And um, I just want to read it. If you have your Bible. Turn to it, 2 Peter 3, 18. We're going to be in it for a few minutes. Um, Peter says, and this is, the, this is the Peter that we all know in the Bible who was always putting his foot in his mouth. If any of you have watched The Chosen, you really get a great, great way of seeing how Peter really was. And, um, but Peter says, but, that's the first word he starts with, but, but grow, but grow talking to believers, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now that's a nice brief sentence. But grow. And grow in what? Grow in grace and grow in knowledge. And, and the knowledge and the grace of who? The Lord Jesus Christ. Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I just want to really quickly look through. So Dale, I'm going to be flying through these scriptures, so you're going to want to just try to keep up with me. So the but is the important thing he starts with. He says, but. So whenever you see a but in the Bible, it means it's connected to whatever came before. In fact, it's saying it's probably a warning if he's saying, but do this. It means this is going to be the solution to what just came before. And what he was talking about before is he's saying to Christians, he's saying, you're going to run into an awful lot of influences in your world. They're going to try to pull down your faith. They're going to try to sink you. They're going to try to distract you. They're going to try to kill you. Remember, it says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
And he, so he says, he says, and I'm going to read verse 17 in the, uh, the uh, contemporary English version. My dear friends, you've been warned ahead of time. So don't let the errors of evil people lead you down the wrong path and make you lose your balance. Is that the Bible you have, Jen? You got new, oh, you got NLT, okay. This is CEV, which is also a good, more modern um, reading. I'm going to read it again. My dear friends, you've been warned ahead of time. Don't let the errors of evil people lead you down the wrong path and make you lose your balance, your spiritual balance. I really feel this is a word for teenagers, especially today, that there's going to be influence that's going to want to drag you away from, from your faith and that you can let that happen and it'll end up with you being shipwrecked. And at the end of your life, you're going to go, God, I wish I would have listened to you. So let's take a quick look at what Peter says is the answer to avoiding that but. First of all, he says grow. Grow. The word literally means to increase, mature, develop, become greater. And you can look up the scriptures, 1 Peter 2, verse 2, and Ephesians 4, 15. It talks about growing up, growing up. We were all created to grow up, right? When you have a baby and it's a cute little thing, if two years later it's still that little cute little thing in a bundle, we got a problem. If you become, if you become a spiritual baby, then if you're still a spiritual baby five, ten years down the road, we got a really big problem. You're probably still making dirty diapers. And now you're a 60-pound baby or a 100-pound baby. Are you growing? We are told by, in biology that if something, if an organism isn't growing, it is what? It's dying. It's either growing or dying. Are you growing? I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. Are you growing? That requires decisions. It requires you saying, I'm not going to stay the way I've been. I'm going to work with God. I'm going to partner with God to move forward to see my faith grow and increase. And you are the captain of that ship. Whether Jesus leads you or not, you've got the deciding vote. He's not going to force you. And you can end up staying the same way you are for the rest of your life, and you'll have to stand before God and make your excuses. Grow. Secondly, he says, grow in grace. Let's look at that word grace. That's a really cool word. It means, this means to lean towards somebody to incline yourself towards them in a sense of giving them your attention and your favor and you're your, your rooting for them. It's what you see on the sides of a stadium when there's a game going on and your team, I watched that end of that Chargers and 49ers game, it was like 10 days ago, it was like, whoa, that was an amazing game and I'm leaning forward, rooting for those 49ers. So I know some of you, that's horrible, but... Uh, but when God gives us grace, it means He's leaning towards us. He's wanting to show us His favor. He wants to help us move forward. And when we grow in grace, it means we're going, 
All right, God, I receive that favor you're giving me. I want to walk it out. I want to experience it. So grow in grace. That means you've got to connect with God. It's a relational word. He's reaching out towards you. What are you doing? Are you reaching back? Are you grabbing his hand? As he is leaning towards you, grow in grace. And secondly, grow in knowledge. That word is an unusual word. It doesn't mean just book learning. It means experiential knowledge. It's where you, you're, you're roasting marshmallows over a fire and you, uh, your marshmallow catches on fire and you, you try to put it out with your fingers. And you learn very quickly that burning marshmallows sticks and burns skin. You have just had an experiential learning moment. You will never do that again because that really hurt and you can't get that stuff off your fingers. Besides, it tastes terrible when it's all charcoal. That's another relational term. Peter is saying to you and to me this morning, I want you to grow in your experiential knowledge of God. That means that God is offering you experiences with Him. You know, what we had experienced this morning in the way of prophetic words and, and pictures and visions and stuff, that's experience with God. God wants all of you to experience that. I mean, uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, but you can all prophesy one by one. So, very quietly say to yourself, I can prophesy. It's true. The Bible says that's possible. Why? Because you have the same Holy Spirit that any prophet has inside you. And if you're listening and cultivating that life of walking with him, He's going to be speaking to you and giving you words for yourself and for other people. So I am hoping to see in 2022 a whole lot more of you having experiences in God and beginning to minister the things that God is giving you to give away to others. There are lots of experiences you can have in God. How many of you have spiritual dreams every once in a while? where God gives you a dream and it's got something important to it. That's a few of you. Man, I have spiritual dreams. I've had, in fact, I write down all the dreams that I know are from God. I've got a book with probably about 50 dreams in it that were significant dreams in my life. Some of them still haven't come to pass, but many of them have. God wants to give you dreams. He wants to give you visions. He wants to give you experiences with Him. I've had experiences with God in worship where I fell on the floor Felt like 500,000 volts was going through me for about 15 minutes. I was going like this. It was an amazing experience. It was the presence of God. I finally had to say, stop. I can't take anymore. And I loved every minute of it. It was an incredible thing when the presence of God comes upon you in a powerful way like that. And I don't expect it to happen all the time. But when it does, it's like, wow, thank you, God. Those things kind of will be a reference point for me to keep me strong, reminding myself you are so real. So it says, grow in, your, in the grace and the knowledge of who? The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Did you know that He is Lord and Savior? What does Lord mean? Give me, throw out another word that Lord means. King, okay? 
What else? Boss. Ooh, good term. You bet. Ruler, yes. How about if you're Spanish or Hispanic? El jefe. <laughs> and that means in English, what does el jefe mean in English? Chief. Chief, yeah. El jefe. Yeah. So that's who he wants to be. Is he Lord in your life today? I mean, does he call the shots or do you? Because the Lord, you don't do anything apart from the Lord being aware of it. And you know, and you're, you're, you're running your plans by the Lord. You're not doing this. You're not living your own life and letting God try to keep up with you. you are, you're living your life before the face of Jesus. That's when he is Lord. And, and, and first thing I was told as a brand new convert is if Jesus isn't Lord of all, then he's not really Lord at all. If he's not Lord of all, that means you're still holding on to something and you're still trying to be God in your own life in this area. And he says, nope, that won't fly. If you want something from me, you've got to come to me and really believe that I am God and I am worthy of your submission to me. And when you make him first, then he is able to start to really do amazing things in your life. So he has to be Lord. And, of course, Savior, that's the easy part. That's where we come to him and we say, Jesus, I am a sinner. I, am, I have been walking, doing my own thing. I have been trying to drive the car, the old song goes. And, and when we receive him as Savior, then we, he takes all of our sins off of us. I remember as a brand new Christian, the night that I gave my life to Jesus, I got by, down on my bed and I began to confess all the sins that I could think of. And that took about a couple hours and that was just starting, you know. <laughs> and I was just going through all the people that I'd hurt, all the things I'd stolen, all the stuff I'd said, all the nasty things I'd done. And when I got all done, you know, I, I fell asleep. And I got up in the morning and went down and got a shower. And it was like somebody had turned the color on. And all of a sudden, I realized I felt as light as a feather. God had taken that weight off of me. He wants to do that for all of us. He wants to do that for your friends that don't know him. Because sin is a horrible, horrible burden. And it will weigh us down until it kills us. And the older you get, the heavier it gets. But when Jesus takes it off of us, it's an amazing thing. This is the Christmas season in which the angel said to Mary, she will bring forth a son and call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That word save means to free, to deliver, to heal, to release. It's just full of amazing uh, words, that, what it means, synonyms. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know what Jesus Christ means? We close. Jesus is a Greek word that means I am salvation. Okay? That's, it's, it's not his first name. <laughs> I guess it is. It's his first name. Jesus. Uh, it's his identity. I am salvation. In other words, I am the answer for you. And then Christ, Christos, is a Greek word that means anointed one or Messiah. It's not his last name. It's a description. He's Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus Christos. 
I am salvation. I am the Messiah. I am the one who will come and free my people. Messiah literally means somebody that is anointed or has oil poured over them and grease smeared on them. It's, the, it's referring to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And that's the one that's calling you right now to either make Him Savior or make Him Lord. And to grow, grow. Once you've made Him Savior and Lord, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how will you grow in 2022? It's not going to happen automatically. It doesn't happen by itself. If you Remember the old saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Let's think about that for a second. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. It's not going to happen by itself. I've skipped most of the scriptures. You'll have to read those yourselves. Get the notes off the internet. There's ten, nine sheets over there by that corner, too, that have all the scriptures on them. How are you going to grow? How are you going to grow in the grace of God? How are you going to grow? He's leaning towards you. What are you going to do? Try talking to him. Jesus, I understand you're leaning towards me. Holy Spirit, you're leaning towards me. Father, you're leaning towards me. You're wanting to show me your favor. Show me how to walk in that. I'd call that maybe prayer. But what about growing in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? Where are you going to find the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ? This thing's big enough to hurt somebody. Brooke said, you need to get a fire Bible. I go, I've got a bunch of Bibles. She goes, no, you need to get a fire Bible. It's an amazing Bible. I got it in the ESV, English Standard Version, because that's a good version for studying. And, and uh, I guess I could use it as a weapon. Probably I could knock bread out with it. So, You don't necessarily feel it. First of all, you start out by knowing it. And then sometimes you'll feel it, sometimes you won't. But that doesn't mean he's ever changed. He's still leaning whether you feel it or not. And so you just lean back. The cool thing is when you don't feel him and you lean, all of a sudden you find out, oh, I hit something. <laughs> and you'll have an experience. You'll have an experience. Now, see these three-by-five cards on your, around you? And there should be a pen near you? I want you to write down before you leave and put it in the offering box, that wood box on the wall with a cross on it. I want you to write down, tell me how you're planning to grow in 2022. How are you planning to grow spiritually? Are you doing a Bible plan? Are you going to do the U version? Are you going to ask me for an invitation to be part of our group going through Digging Deeper Daily, which is um, reading through the Bible in a year and, and talking about it together, because you can't join the group without giving me, telling me, so I can invite you. you have to, I have to invite you. And you have to friend me on version for me to be able to do that. I want you to tell me what you're going to do. If you really care and you really want to grow, you're going to have to choose to do something. You could do Daily Audio Bible, which is the cool one, because Brian reads it to you. It takes about 10 minutes a day. And you can join a Bible study group. The ladies have a group here on Wednesday nights at 6.30, 7.30, 6.30. And uh, it's incredible. These ladies are becoming the best um, comrades. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight with any of these ladies because the rest of them will gang up on you if you do. You don't want to tangle with these women of God. The men, we have a Bible study on Thursday nights out at Mirage Flats at... at um, at um, Brock Terrell's house, 
Ranch. And any guys that want to join that, let me know. I'll give you a ride. Because I go out there at least a couple times a month. It's on Thursday nights at 7. But we don't get home till about 9.30 or 10. <laughs> because we, uh, we have a lot of fun out there. We, we study. We're going through the, 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 the Gospel of John right now. So I'd love to have you, Troy. You can do it Thursday night. Any, any of you guys that want to do that, I need to know. Write it down. You write it down in there at Men's Bible Study. I'm going to call you. So, what else can you do to grow in the knowledge of the Lord this year? I've got, um, for some of you parents, I've got, I get these at the Mission Thrift Store. I know we're going a little bit late. The Action Bible, it's brand new. This is the Bible done as a comic book. It's brand new. This is an incredible item for a kid who's like four, five, six, seven, eight. So, okay, there you go. And then I've got, it's called The Story. It's the Bible as one continuing story of God and his people. It's selections from the NIV. And it's just kind of like uh, the Bible abbreviated a little bit, kind of all the main stuff. And this would just be an easy read for a newer believer. If anybody wants it, I'll give it to you. Give it to her. Give it to Kathy, please. She's back there. And then I've got the Spirit-Led Woman. And uh, this looks like it's hardly been touched. It, it did have a tag removed. All right, the Spirit-Led Woman. We'll give this to Shelly. Bless you. So again, I just want to say as I close, this is our moment. Make a choice. Make Jesus Savior. If it's for the first time, just say, Jesus, I want you to come and save me. Save me from my sins. Forgive me. Give me a fresh start. If he's not your Lord and you've, you've been a believer and you've never surrendered to him, how's that working for you? Not too good, is it? Johnny gave a great testimony about that <laughs> a few weeks ago. Doesn't work too good. You're about the most miserable person in the world because you know Jesus and yet... You're not letting him be Lord, so you're not experiencing any life. You're just miserable because you know you're going to stand before God at some point, and you're never going to be ready until you make him Lord. The men's group is a Bible study. Oh, we do. It's a, it's a, it's a devotional. Yeah. We're reading through the Bible together. And there's a brief, like a paragraph or two of devotional. And then we all have opportunity to write comments and pray for one another and stuff. Texting-wise, so. All right, so I encourage you guys, fill out that 3 by 5 card and um, put that in the box before you go this morning. Yes, put your name on it. That means, that means you're serious. All right, so I'm going to pray. God, thank you so much for your goodness. And Lord, I forgot to pray over the offering, so we do ask you bless everyone that gives and meet every need that they have. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, for Peter writing these challenging words to us. Help us to remember the but, Lord. There's a whole lot of investment of our enemy into taking us down. And if we refuse to take hold of the, of the tools and the weapons you give us, Lord, we're just inviting ourselves to have a huge crash. Lord, I pray for your people. You put a hunger in them, Lord, and your presence would be their passion in 2022. 
Lord, we just thank you. Help us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we just thank you so much for this morning, for the words you've given us, the encouragement, and the powerful testimonies we've had. And we bless you now as we go in Jesus' name. Amen.